Clock Dodgers, what's up, guys? I just wanted to talk to you really quickly about the No Halftime app. Uh, many of you have been flooding me with an overwhelming response of positive reviews on how much you've been enjoying this app. And some of you have actually challenged me. Brave, brave souls have challenged me and lost. Let's not, let's not lie. You guys are not beating me. Okay. Some of you have, but let's not talk about that. Anyway, right now, if you go on there, you sign up today, you put in the code word CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, you get a free $10, $10 to start with, not money that slowly goes into your account, $10 instantly, and it's fun. Baseball season is around the corner, basketball season is happening now. Show people that you reign supreme in the fantasy world. Head-to-head matchups, one versus one, not team versus team, and you got to hope that someone just goes, luck goes your way. Get on there now. Matter of fact, do me a favor, pause the podcast. Go to the iTunes store, download No Halftime, and then come back to the podcast. You guys are great. Let's go. Let's get the show started. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with them. Can't do it. Play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. episode 10 this is exciting not necessarily because it's the 10th episode because that would be kind of rude to the episodes that came before it uh but it's exciting because my guests and i are going to nerd out on all kinds of stuff like batman versus superman game of thrones walking dead more importantly why he hates the walking dead i know i know it's hard it was hard for me to believe too when he first told me but we will get to the bottom of that and, and so much more. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome my friend, uh, Tony. And Tony, you can find him if you want to talk, you know, geek out with him later after the show. You can either find him on Twitter at RimerAS, which is actually spelled R-E-I-M-E-R-A-S. Or you can get him get to him on the uh, Fantasy Life app, which is where I actually uh, met him myself. And his handle on there is at Mr. Me Seeks, which is M-R-M-E-S-E-E-K-S. I don't even know if I said it right, but that's how you spell it. Find him on there. Cool dude. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I didn't talk about something besides college basketball, because I, know, I don't know about you, but my bracket is yeah it seems like everyone's bracket is busted up at this point it's funny how that always you know gets crazy everyone thinks they got it and then when it happens it's nuts (laughs) so so normally uh obviously all the listeners know normally this this podcast so far has been kind of sports heavy which obviously we're i'm a Mm -hmm. a sports fanatic and and we love sports at clock dodgers but i there's so many other interests that you know we want to hit and so many other um listeners that we want to grab with other things so um tony came to me about basically geeking out on some stuff that we like that aren't sports. So that's what we're going to do this episode. Um, totally switch the the game up on episode 10. So um, the, the first thing we want to get to, of course, is Batman versus Superman. It's coming out next sure. Friday, right? The 25th? Yep, 25th. Uh, you can probably see it the Thursday before. I know I got my tickets for the, the night before. Big movies like this, the cinemas usually want to get their, all the dollars they can. So... So you're an early bird on this you one. Probably, 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Same thing with Star Wars. I so, gotta see it as soon as it comes out, man. <laughs> so, so are you really excited about the movie? Like, because I, mean, I don't know. Did you? Is it because you like the actual story, the comic books, and all that, or is it just one of those things where you're like a superhero junkie and just want to see them all? Well, I'm a superhero junkie, but I was definitely into comic books all growing up. You know what I mean? I collected comic books. I've read uh, a lot of the old '80s, you know, Frank Miller pieces, guys like that, and. Uh, the Batman an- animated series from the early 90s, that's really what got me into, like, Batman. Right. It kind of immersed me into that whole world, you know what I mean? Right. And I used to go used to go with my grandma and watch all the, you know, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which in retrospect are terrible movies, but I liked them when I was 10, <laughs> you know what I mean? We'd yeah. Go see all those movies and watch the old Richard Donner Supermans that are corny as hell from the 70s. Right, the one that, even, even the uh, up, TV you know series, I mean? right, where it was like pow, bang, like all that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the, the Adam West. Yeah, Those were classics. It's it's actually funny. Like when I was when I was a kid, I loved the Adam West, and then when I you know became like this angsty little teenager, like most of us did, I was like, oh, it's corny, it's stupid, it's whatever. But now that I've grown up again, like I've really gotten like another love for him again. You know what I mean? They're just so ridiculous that it's fantastic yeah and, and unless you're a diehard it seems like the last thing you talk about when you talk about batman you know everyone usually just talks about the movies but those shows were classic i mean they were in the tights and everything it was like bam pow on the screen and you would see it and it was the most craziest situations they were put in but i actually like those but like you said right. there, there is a phase where you fall out of it and then fall back so i definitely you I hear you on that. appreciate the greatness exactly exactly so so there's been so many Batman movies before this one, but this one seems totally different, you know, as far as the angle they're taking, obviously with Superman being in it and everything. Um, but it, it just seems totally different from the previews and from everything I've read. Um, do you think, do you think it's going to top all those just because it's versus Superman or do you think it's actually going to be a better movie than what we've seen before? Cause I mean, some of the Batman movies have been terrible and then some have been really good. You know what I mean? So I hope this one's great, but you never know when, when you know, we, we get these things all amped up, and then when you get to it, it's like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. This one definitely has some uh, some fear of not living up to the hype. you got to think, this movie was announced three years ago. It was actually supposed to come out last year. Wow. And then they decided to put some, like, some more Justice League elements and things like that into it, so they postponed it a year. But I, I don't know that anything will be able to top the Dark Knight just because of, you know, Heath Ledger dying afterwards, all that. You know what I mean? I think that one will kind of stand for a long time as, like, the, the definitive Batman movie. Right, it was super but dark. this is just, this isn't just Batman. This is, like, this is two cultural icons going up against one another. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, the, my my mom knows who Batman and Superman are, you know? She don't know who Deadpool is. She doesn't know who these other guys are. Like, these people, these two superheroes are titans of our culture. They're modern mythology. You know right, they're, I mean? they're, they just, they're, they're they, legends. They touch every aspect. Exactly, exactly. And so, they're like, you know, if you, if you have kids, they're the guys that your kids want to be. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. My first superheroes my kids got into was Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I've had them go back and watch all the old stuff. They love all the old movies and all that. And they've gone back and watched the old Superman. Like, and to watch these two on this one screen, I've been waiting 20 years for this. You know what I mean? Like I said, my eight-year-old, he's a spoiled little punk because he gets to see this. 
He gets to just grow up as a kid, it. right? He gets to grow up seeing the movie Batman or Superman, the things that we in. dreamed of as eight year olds and ten year olds. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 super but yeah, cool. I'm, I like the angle that they've been taking on it. Uh, I don't know if you you're familiar with Frank Miller at all. Um, uh, the comic book. A little bit. A little bit. He's probably the most iconic. Uh, comic book writer in the world. Him or Alan Moore, depending on who you talk to. Alan Moore wrote, like, uh, The Watchmen, Big Extraordinary Gentleman, if you've seen any of those movies. Um, he wrote the comic books for those. And, and, and The, the Watchmen, Knight, just kind of going off topic really quick, The Watchmen are kind of underrated, right? I mean, as far as comics and stuff go, like they don't oh, get a lot of credit. That, that graphic novel was amazing. Like, it's, it's really one of the best books ever written. Just the, the whole... The whole narrative structure, the whole storyline, the you know, the fascism, you know, the, the if Nixon had gone on, you know what I mean? Like, Alan Moore is fantastic with that, those kind of things. But it's funny because Alan Moore kind of hates superheroes. Sorry, he he hates them. <laughs> these kind of de- – he does. So he kind of writes these deconstructions of, like, the superhero mythos and things like that. So – but um, going back to Frank Miller, he wrote the, um, the Dark Knight Returns. Right, mm-hmm. and the Dark Knight Returns is really what helped push Batman into a darker tone. Before that, it was still kind of inspired by you know your fix TV shows, things like that, guy with gadgets, all that. And then he wrote Dark Knight Returns. If anybody hasn't read that novel and you like Batman, I suggest you go on a probably go on Comicsology. There's probably some illegal ways to get it, or there's a movie. Um, they made an animated movie of it. If you just want to watch the movie. They made a bat, and it's really one of the definitive Batman stories. And in that, you see like the the battle armor, you know that you saw. Yeah, in yeah. In the preview, the you see that. Yeah, that's that's directly from Dark Knight. Um, the older kind of grizzled, bulked up Batman that Ben Affleck seems to be, be uh, portraying, that's from the Dark Knight. Like a lot of those cues, the Batman versus Superman fight is from the Dark Knight. Returns like a lot of those cues seem to be going into this movie, which I'm really excited about because that was one of my favorite novels. Yeah, and, and one thing like you know, I noticed. I, I, I mean, obviously the movie is verse each other, so they're fighting in the movie, and it's kind of like, is it ridiculous, Batman versus Superman? Like the idea of it, really? You know what I mean? Like it just always seemed to me like Superman was like the greatest of all of them and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like it's weird, like to think, oh, Batman is competing with Superman. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like saying, um, you know, the, the the Patriots versus, you know, the Patriots during their dynasty run, and then the Raiders playing them in their in their down spiral. Yeah, yeah right. You know, yeah, it's like, is that Mark believable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's all in the way it's written, but yeah, it's it is kind of by the mercy of Superman that like Batman doesn't just like get kicked in the space. You know what I mean? Right. Really, if he wanted to, like, he could punch his head off. You know what I mean? But that's not Superman style. The um, the suit seems to be more of like a defensive. You know what I mean? Like it allows him to take some of those blows. It allows him to more than it is like an offensive weapon against them. I right. Think, um, I think Batman's uh, ideology is just survive this fight until I see a point that I can take the upper hand. And we don't know if he has kryptonite. In this movie, like that hasn't been made clear or not, you know what I mean? So yeah, could, could be a, a suit dipped in kryptonite, laced with kryptonite. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> laced with kryptonite, any anything like that, you know what I mean? So if he had something along those lines, and that helped even the 
the bounds. Plus, this Superman, one thing people seem to think is like Superman is all-powerful, right? Because they took that from the old 70s comics. Well, in the 80s, like, the comic book writers, that's that's a really hard narrative to write. If you have this being that's all-powerful, how do you write, like, a dramatic structure? Right. In the 80s, they did the Christ, they did the Christ on Infinite, uh, Infinite Earths and the, the DC Mythos. And really what came out of that was, like, a very E-powered Superman. Uh-huh. So the Superman that we're getting in the Zack Snyder universe isn't, like, the Christopher Reeve Superman. Okay. He's, if you punch him hard enough, he can be hurt. You know what I mean? Okay. Like he, so he's a, he's a he, little bit he of can't a flip planets. So he's a little dumbed down from what we're you what you expect from the old hype of Superman. He's not he's not as powerful. Exactly. Exactly. Which to to so fight I Batman, that, they had to do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you got to think, Batman. If Batman was walking in and like he was just facing Superman one on one. Never met him before. He'd get whacked. Right. But the best thing about Batman is that he can, with time, to think about it, he can expose anybody's weakness. And right. I think that's something he's going to do in this movie. He's going to study him. He's going to figure things out. And he's going to expose weaknesses that maybe even Superman doesn't know he has. Right. I, I think it's cool, too. It's obviously less of a... Uh... Um, it's not it's not as you know shiny or glittery or whatever everyone wants to see, but I like the the mental aspect of it. You know, like you're the bad guy. No, no, I'm the you're the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like you're not from this planet. Oh, you cause more trouble than good. Like I like that. Um, they clash on that level. You know, it's not as much of a. I know it's not the violent, yeah. flashy level that you people want, but it's a cool. You know, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say mental, but it's a cool, um, different angle to see. You know that. You know who is yeah, the bad guy? It's a, You're it's the bad guy. Ideological difference, yeah. And that's that's something that really you need to do because ultimately, I mean, we're not kidding ourselves. Eventually, they're both going to get together. They're going to fight somebody. Gonna Someone evil, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's and it's going to be the real evil, and you need to do that for the audience. You know, you don't want the you want people to take their own side, but you don't want them to be completely split to where when they actually do come together, it doesn't feel organic or anything like right. that. And, 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 and it is, it's an ideological difference on how to. Right. And, and, and speaking fight, of evil, fighting bad guys. the, um, the, the quote unquote bad guy in the movie, I believe it's supposed to be like Lex Luthor, right? Yeah. What do you yeah, think Jesse of, Eisenberg. um, what's his name? What's his name that's playing him? Uh, can't think of the actor. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Eisenberg. What do you think of him playing him? I, I've seen yeah. him get some flack on the internet for playing him. I'm willing to give it a chance. Right? Um, I, I'm kind of mixed on some of the stuff. It feels kind of like um, evil Mark Zuckerberg to okay. me because he, he seems like a lot of like channeling in what he played in the social network. Right. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. You know, anything. The Gene Hackman Superman really pissed me off, and then Kevin Spacey did the same thing. Cause like, I mean, not Superman, Lex Luthor, because. Lex Luthor in the comic books, like, this guy is the smartest man on the planet. Like, he became president of the United States while he was an evil right. villain. Now, we, we might be having that right now in this current election, but I won't be getting <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> that. That might be true. Yeah, I'll let that alone. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, a lot of people... They want to bash these things before they see it play out, things like that. He seems to be very intelligent. He seems to be very maniacal. He has a lot of those traits. He's not physically imposing how Lex Luthor is. Right. And he's not 
bald yet. He's got that weird red wig. But those are more aesthetic things than anything. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I think Jesse Eisenberg's a really good actor. Yeah. I think he can pull the plot off. And I think if he goes away from the Gene Hackman model, then that's something that I'm definitely willing to embrace. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be my Lex Luthor. Right, right, exactly. A good Lex Luthor. And we know actors do that from time to time. You know, they like to own a role. You know what I mean? Make it theirs, yeah. put their own little spin on it or whatever. And, and and like you said, Jesse's a good actor, you know, from everything that I've seen at least. Obviously, we've never seen him in a role like that, but um, from mm-hmm. from things movies that I've seen him in, he's, he's a, you know, he's done well. So, um, you know, I think he'll pull it off, but there's going to be those people who are, you know, going to hate on it regardless. But um, Yeah, well, everybody holds on to their version of things. You know, especially like in like the nerd community, we all – dream of these things you know right. what i mean that's all i've had for 20 years is imagining what i think a batman versus superman movie wouldn't look like so if it doesn't look exactly how i thought it people get pissed off about it you know what i mean which yeah. is dumb it's like it's they're not going to make your movie you know and you see like the same thing with like the the ghostbusters as soon as it was announced that it was all female yeah everybody flipped out and it's like this doesn't take away ghostbusters Right. You got it on DVD. Go <laughs> right. Watch yeah, your Ghostbusters is still here. Yeah, you know I mean, this is new. Let it, you know, let it, let it do what it does. Yeah. yeah, give it a shot before you bash it. But these people, they just want to. That's the internet. You know what I mean? They just want to bash you before they even yeah, even man. see what's going on, even know what's going on. They the, just the internet's a monster, man. One there. way or the other, whether you do good or bad, the internet will get a hold of you, dog. Oh, hundred percent. You know, so so I mean. It, it, you know, I expected it to be a good movie. Obviously, I expected it to break all kinds of records and, you know, be mobbed out early on. So there's going to be a lot of people in there, of course. So, um, you know, I, I look forward to it. You know, I, like you said, I think you put your, your expectations to the side, put your childhood memories to the side, um, and just go, go, just go enjoy it. You know what I mean? Just enjoy it for what it is, you know? Exactly. We're getting Batman versus fighting Superman on the big screen. Go see it in IMAX. Have some fun with your friends. And I mean, just don't overthink it. Don't think oh, it should be this, should be that. Just be happy we're getting this. Yep. I watched Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze. Okay, <laughs> I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. That's what we got. Right? Yeah, exactly. Just it could be, be worse. It could be worse. That we're getting something that's cool. So like, give it a chance, guys. So, speaking of uh, uh, things that are coming out soon uh, or coming back soon, Game of Thrones. Man, I, I put yeah, I put the so trailer excited. up on the site. I friggin' got jacked up watching that thing, man. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I don't know if you feel the same way. To me, it's like the greatest show that you can watch right now. And, and I know yeah, there's those haters out there. They're like dragons. Who cares about dragons and all this kind of stuff, man? It's not that though. You know, it's a, it's a story that I'm like so in, you know involved in. And there there's been episodes where when the episode ends and the screen goes black. And I'm just like frozen, man. I'm just stuck looking at the screen with my draw job. Like I just can't believe this just happened. Do you know what I mean? Is that kind of show? The mountain and the viper. Yep, <laughs> the mountain and the I viper. Mean, the red wedding. The red wedding, man. The red wedding messed yeah, me up, man. Wedding. Oh, it was, man. That was that was a tragedy. Yeah, that was. I remember when I watched the red wedding. I'm sitting there for like ten minutes because my wife's not in the game of Thrones. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, you don't understand what just happened. <laughs> right? like, yep. You don't get it. It's, it, I, I sat there, man, and, and on that episode, I think it was one of the only episodes they did this. They didn't play any music or anything. They just, like, it went straight black. 
and I don't know if it's just my recollection of it because it messed me up so bad or yeah, what, but I felt like it just sat yeah, there no, on a black screen. It was, yeah, it was uh, it was disturbing, man. But it's yeah, one of those it's one of those shows you know? that can do that to you. That can really, you know, get you emotionally involved in the characters. Um, what did did you did you read the books at all or no? No, no, I'm not a book reader. Okay, because um, I have, I've I've done some researching like on the books to my own detriment to some degree because some some things got spoiled for me. But I just couldn't help myself. You know what I mean? Like when you're in the off season, what are you gonna do? Yeah, so yeah, just, you're gonna freaking go crazy. Those, but like, have you seen those books? They're like tomes. I ain't got time for that. I got kids. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I ain't got time to read 800 pages where they talk about 400 pages about how some wine tastes. You yeah, know? and what, what drives me get killed for that for some of the book readers. But what, what drives me insane with the book readers is they always have to tell me they read the book. Like, I don't care that you read the book. Oh, yeah. I don't care. It's kind of like a vegetarian. I'm happy you're a vegetarian, but I don't need to know that you're a vegetarian. They always have exactly. to tell you, I'm a vegetarian. Exactly. I'm a vegeta- I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. Well, I understand. Okay. I don't need to know that. You know what I mean? Well, the guy that does CrossFit. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know exactly. CrossFit? They'll tell you they do CrossFit. I know, man. Yeah, so that's actually one of my favorite things about this season is like, screw you, book readers. We're all in this together. Exactly. We're all off book. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, the book is over. I don't have to listen to any more of that shit like, oh, you don't even know what's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah well, you don't know what's coming either, right? Exactly. It's the, you know that mentality that a lot of people have where they, they know something before you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just wait. You wait till it happens. Just wait. I already, I already oh, know. Yeah, I already know, though. I already know. Oh, yeah. So I'm happy that's gone. Um, the trailer looked crazy. Um, looks like a lot's going oh, it's on fantastic. again, as usual. Um, when the trailer dropped, it was kind of like... Uh, to me, you're equated to like the the Hall of Fame game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you watch it, even though you're not gonna get a ton out of it, but just because you're so excited that football's about to be back, that you're like, yeah, the Hall of Fame game. Like when that trailer dropped, I watched it like 20 times in a row. Yeah. Just trying to pick out every little nook and cranny, like, oh, what's going on behind this scene? Oh, what's going on on, on behind here? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I was just so stoked because Game of Thrones is coming back. I I, I even went as far as shows that really. I, I went as I went as far as to read articles on like uh, moments when to freeze the trailer, like you know, like things. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Trailer <laughs> breakdowns. Oh, it's the first thing I do, man. Uh, there's actually this guy, um, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies. If you don't watch him on YouTube, check him out. Okay. He's one of my faves, and he breaks down all kinds of trailers and things like that and he's always whenever a trailer drops he's like the first thing that i go to is to watch his breakdown to see because he points out a lot of like the little nuances of things you know what i mean yeah but let me ask you a question what do you think about john snow i was gonna ask you the same thing i was gonna ask you the same thing going into the season so that that that, that's the question right that's the question that everyone wants to know i mean personally for me I, i i i hope he's not dead um I, I assume he's going to be alive somehow, some way, whether he's fully a regular person. I don't know. You know I mean, whether somehow he's yeah. like this half dead person or whatever. I don't know. But I, t- it sucks because like for me at this point, you know, they killed off a lot of the Starks, especially all the Stark men or whatever. So it's like it, it gives you little to it gave me little to root for as far as one individual. You know, what I mean, that I wanted to like mm-hmm. do it all. So when they killed him, I'm like, damn, man, I took my last guy. You know, what I mean, so. I, oh, I, yeah, hope, I hope I hope that you know he's there somehow, some way. And it seems like in the trailer there was a lot of Jon Snow. I mean, do you, do you agree with me on that? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, 
definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I think he's alive. I, I think he's going to come back at least. Um, I don't know if you remember back. Uh, I think it was season three when they were with the um, the banners without a name or the brother the brother without banners, brotherhood without banners. Yeah. Remember that uh, Goyos of Mir. Then they bought the hound, and he brought the guy back from the dead. Yeah. Well, Thoris of Mir is a red priest, just right. like Melisandre is a red priestess. You know what I mean? So right. I think Melisandre definitely has a big role to play with her going back to Castle Black. So I think he's going to come back um, to what degree, like you said. Is it going to be the exact Jon Snow? Is it going to be some kind of half, you know, human, half zombie? Is it going to be him just freaking out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. But I do think... That's the big question going into this season. I honestly think that we're going to get it answered pretty quickly because I don't think, I don't think they could have that hanging over the entire season. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't think they could because that's all we want to know. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like we'll, we'll always be like, "Oh, that was a great episode," but is Jon Snow alive? Yeah, you know I mean, so I don't think they'll exactly. want to hang that exactly, over, like you yeah. said. Um, but with the Melisandre yeah, connection, be- I, I feel like how could it not be that? You know what I mean? We 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 know she's there. We see her in the, even in the previews, and we've seen her at the end of last season arrive there. So it's like, it is that just a tease to us, or like how 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 could it unfold any other way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the way I see it. And plus, you you think of um the hard home episode when he was facing off against you know the the Night King. That was really one of the seminal moments, and that showed you that John has like a gigantic role to play. Yeah. And what is now the actual larger threat? Exactly. Is you know the the White Walkers coming down and things like that, and that's one of the things that I'm wondering about this season is how do they get us to care about the things going on in King's Landing when we know that there's there's ice zombies coming down about to destroy everything. Exactly. You know what I mean, like. Exactly. So how am I supposed to care about who's on the Iron Throne when, like, all this shit's about to get destroyed? Like, well, well, that was one of the I'm most. Really um, interested to see how they pull that off. That was one of the most powerful scenes for me. Was when Jon Snow was fighting them. You know what I mean? And we see when they all got on the boats and they started, you know, leaving the the you know where, where all the ice zombies were, the walkers. Um, you know, we see them all just rise up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh man, like, mm-hmm. how can you beat yeah, these you guys? You know what I mean? Guys. Like, yeah, you can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you guys these guys are going to stop guys and just come back from the dead. You can't stop that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting how they, you know, pull that along. Because obviously that's going to be a major factor. You can't just do that and then ignore it, you know. And we, we see in the preview, I think you see Bran with, like, the king of the, of the walkers or whatever. Yeah, Bran, he was, like, he grew, like, 12 inches. You know, I yeah. think he's been taking that Maria Sharapova <laughs> drug. Uh, <laughs> he just got gigantic all of a sudden. But I guess that's one of the risks you take when you – you know, you cast somebody when they're eight. You just yep. kind of hope they're cute and hope they say little. <laughs> yeah, we we we've seen that happen with with plenty of shows. Uh, I think I may have mentioned it before, but like, um, the, you know, the kid on The Walking Dead. Um, the kid, there's a kid on Lost. I don't know if you watched Lost back in the day, but uh, oh yeah, I love Lost. Yeah, yeah, Michael on Lost. Like he was a grown mm-hmm. kid, damn near by the next episode, a grown man. So oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so they never yeah, brought him back like really. I think because days, of that. Yeah, this kid's like, yeah, I definitely think that's why they wrote him off because it's supposed to be like over 40 days or whatever, and he's obviously five years older. <laughs> exactly. Like, he should have been like, the, the island of... has aged him. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I'm curious with the, the brand, you know what I mean? Like, I think he has a really big role to play. We didn't see him at all last season. You know at what all. I mean? He was down there with that guy, that guy that was, you know, groaning through the Wellwood tree. You know what I mean? That old dude. 
So yep. he's been down there this whole time. I'm really curious to see what his role to play. I'm actually wondering, like, if Brand brings in too much fantasy for your casual viewer. Because some people, like like you said, they knock the show because, oh, it's dragons and it's this and it's that. Well, it looks like Brand's going to bring a lot of magic. In yeah. There, which I'm totally down for, you know what I mean? Like, I read Lord of the Rings, I've read all that stuff, so I'm really cool with the fantasy stuff. But I'm wondering if, if that's, if that's going to turn off some of the more casual viewers that prefer like the political entry yeah like that. so i'm really curious to see the response I, I can see that happening because i mean you have your, your typical people who, who say oh i don't watch it because there's dragons in this you got people who don't watch walking dead because they're zombies but then you got some people mm-hmm. who give it a chance and you know they don't mind it but i wonder like you said if you go too far do you lose some of those people but then again you may gain people because of that too because like you said there's hardcore extreme fantasy people too that like you know magic and fantasy and stuff so you know you probably gain some and lose some but but you know if you're if you're already this far into it you know i mean you you know the stuff isn't everything that's happening isn't realistic all the time you know what i mean so um as as long as they keep those characters that we can connect to because that's that's the thing we all want to connect right so you know exactly you have those characters that you connect with and as long as they continue that which i don't see them you know straying away from that um you know i don't see them losing anything too big you know and whoever does stop watching because of that screw yourself yeah right yeah (laughs) that's your own dumb dumb decision well i have have the utmost uh, utmost faith in uh benny alton weiss as showrunners you know what i mean like they seem to really know what they're doing when it comes to introducing those elements but not being too heavy-handed with it, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, from what I've heard from book readers and things like that, the books are a lot more fantasy-oriented than, like, the show is, you know what I mean? So they've already had, like, a lighter touch with that. And I do think that they have the skill to, like, kind of nuance that in as opposed to just, like, all right, well, it's, we're in a world of full magic now, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they wean us onto it. Order the rings it from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, they they, exactly, they wean us exactly. onto it just a little bit at a time, drip, 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 so that we can, uh, you know, take it all in. Um, so yeah, man, Game of Thrones, is, and, and there's so many, you know, different angles that we, you know we can't even fit in. And we tried, you know, do an hour episode here. There's no way we could fit all the different angles. We could do a Game <laughs> of Thrones episode for an hour. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I could talk about it for hours, man. Like I'm, <laughs> I want to see Davos, you know. Yeah. Like, that was my favorite scene in the trailer when he was like, I'm sorry for about what you're about to see and pulled his sword out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Davos is one of my favorite guys, so I'm really excited about him. I'm excited about seeing what's going on with Arya. I hope that Sansa stops getting treated like a battered wife. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, man, I hope she escapes that whole up. situation. There's so many intriguing things going into this season. I, just, I can't wait for it. It, like, seems, it so, seems like so the Lannisters are going to go hard again. Yeah, I mean, last, last season oh, was yeah, kind of a down yeah. season for them, so... Oh, yeah. When Cersei says, I choose violence, and she's got that huge zombie mountain behind it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one of the best scenes. I want to see him just wipe some of the Faith Militant out. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to plow through them dudes, man. Yeah, it's a wrap for them. So, yeah, man, there, there's so much. And as we get closer or maybe when the season starts, maybe, you know, we'll have you back on and we'll go into, you know, the episodes that happen or, you know, get more into it. I maybe have a whole Game of Thrones episode if people are down for that. But definitely, uh, of course, yeah, we'll yeah. have to tell people spoiler alert and stuff like that so they don't get upset. But oh, yeah. um, and we're not here to spoil anything. I hate it myself. So don't worry. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of great shows that are on TV at the moment, though, man, and, and, and we've spoke about it on Clock Dodgers podcast. I forget which episode it was, but the OJ show, man. We're, I think we're like a little – are we halfway through now? Or, or I'm trying to think. There's 10 episodes. I think I think it was episode 7 was seven. the last episode. Okay. I think it's 10 episodes. 
so yeah, so we got like three left. Yeah, uh, so 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 going from, going from going from going from like fantasy to reality, like this show is yeah, freaking right, great. Yeah, you know what I mean? Reality. Oh, it's fantastic, and it's really cool for me. Like I, I was, you know, seven years old when this happened. You know, what I mean, I don't know how you old you are. I'm 28, so like I I remember watching the uh, the '94 finals with my dad, right? And the Bronco chase getting interrupted. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember that happening. But I don't remember a lot of, like, the nuances of the case and things like that. So watching this all unfold is crazy. And really just watching how bad the prosecution handled this entire situation is astounding. Like, first of all, do you think he did it? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too, 100%. Like, there's, there's not really any doubt in my mind. Like, I think he did it. But, like, I think, like, it shows you how cocky uh, Marsha Clark was the uh, the one Sarah Paulson plays. Right. How I don't think the prosecution understood really the vitriol that there was towards the LAPD at the time. You know what I mean? This is right after Rodney King. This is right after the riots. You know the the African American community in Los Angeles pretty much believed that the LAPD could do anything. Yeah. So that allowed them to bring in these wild conspiracy theories like these guys are, you know, members of the CIA when they're just trained detectives, you know what I mean? Like, and and allowed them to bring in this conspiracy theory that really ultimately is what got him off. Yeah. You know? And you see, good. I, I, I was going to say, in a, in a different time, in a different place, he would probably have been guilty. You know what I mean? As far as in the oh, court. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was perfect timing for him. You know what I mean? Like, it was, and you really see, like, with this last episode, you know, Darden's a big fuck-up with the gloves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, Marsha Clark's telling him the whole time, do not let him try him on, do not let him try him on. Well, all it took was uh, uh, Nathan Lane's character, uh, Lee Bailey, I think is who he's playing. Yeah. All it, all it took was him saying that he doesn't have any balls. I, I, I didn't check. Yeah, I didn't read into it. Did any of those people like um, contribute as far as like information or anything to this to this show? Like the actual. From what I understand, the show is based off of a book that was written. Oh, okay. Um, so it's just off the book. I don't know the exact book, but yeah, it's based off the book. But a lot of the people in the show contributed to that book. You okay. know what I mean? Like okay. a lot of interviews and things like that. Christopher Darden stuff. So little nuances like that, like I don't know if that's just for dramatic effect as to why it happened, you know what I mean, things like that. Or it shows like, you know, the sexual tension between uh, uh, Sterling Brown and Sarah Paulson's characters, uh, Marsha Clark and uh, Christopher Darden. Yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering. I don't that, know if that actually existed or if that's just for show. You yeah, know that, I mean? that scene was the that actual was scene feel, that, you know? that, that made me wonder, like, how, how would they know this unless somebody told them this? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, that's the part that made me wonder that. But man, the show is great. I mean, the acting is great. Right. Um, and, and like you said, the part that I like about it was when when it was happening. I was probably ten or something like that. Um, uh, mm. and I, like I had said on the previous episode about it. Um, every everyone knows, like you said, the white Bronco chase is kind of like when nine eleven happened. Everyone knows where they were when it was on. Um, oh, yeah. But but for us, especially being kids at the moment at, at that time. Um, we, we didn't really watch the actual court proceedings and, and, and get exactly, all into that. So, exactly. to, so to see that and to see how they played it, um, man, OJ had one hell of a squad, man, at that moment. You know what I mean? Oh, Cochran, man, which 
if Courtney B. Vance doesn't get an Emmy for this role, then they just need to stop giving out Emmys. Yeah. Because him as Johnny Cochran, he steals every scene he's in. Like, he's, he's perfect in that role. Yeah, he's killing it's, it, man. Yeah, it shows, like, really, he couldn't have done this without Cochran. I mean, if, if O.J. had just stuck with Shapiro... He would have been, He'd have in, been in jail for it. Because yep. all, all Shapiro wanted to do is get a plea, get a plea, get a plea. Yep. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so happy that they've, glad... that they've gone away from the Kardashian stuff, man. I, I, I was frustrated yeah, with that. I was, I was so frustrated say, with hearing about Kim Kardashian and all this kind of – I'm like, come on, man. I understand the dad's a Kardashian. That's cool. And, and, and to, you know, shine a little light on them or whatever. I know they're the, you know, big thing right now. So I, I get it. But I felt like it was becoming a little bit too much, you know? When they're sitting in the living room and they're chanting Kardashian. Oh, gosh. I just, I about turned it off. Yeah, I almost lost it right then and there, man. I was angry at the show. I was like, I'm I'm done. I I don't know if I can do this. You know what I mean? But luckily, he was able to pull me back in. And they do seem to have pulled away from that. Yeah. I do like on the last episode, it shows Robert Kardashian kind of flip-flopping on whether or not he thinks OJ did it. Because he did that in real life. Like, yeah. Yeah, later he, on, he questioned in real life it. and later interviews, yeah, he questioned whether or not he did it, and he was like, you know, I just can't get past this, or I can't get past that. And I, I like how they're portraying that, you know what I mean? That, And I'm not a big David Schwimmer guy. I don't know that I would cast him in that role personally, but I think he's doing all right with it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't I think, think I would have either. the last episode was probably his best episode. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have picked Chandler from Friends to play Rob Kardashian, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, don't know, I don't know who sees that and is like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I say Rob Kardashian, I'm like, oh, who would be a perfect guy for him? Chandler from Friends, perfect. Nah, that doesn't come to mind. So, you know, congrats, you know, props to him for, you know, doing the best he can at that, and then, you know, in that role, because it doesn't seem like something that, you know, he's very... Uh, he hasn't done a lot of, so it's definitely he, he's doing oh, exactly. he's doing decent for that, you know, for his role. I um, like um, Travolta's gone so over the top. I love it when Travolta like goes full Travolta. It is so over the top with the role. Yeah, like, it's not even that. Like I think somebody could play Robert Shapiro probably more accurately, but it's just watching Travolta be weird as hell. Like there's just something satisfying about that. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. He's a weird dude, <laughs> he's man. Weird for, he's weird for real. Exactly. So, like, it's like, oh, this makes sense. You're not playing an actor. You're playing some (laughs) weird-ass dude. Like, this makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's another thing with the show. I, you know, again, I was a kid or whatever. I didn't, you know, do a lot of research on this at any other point. So, um, you know, that show also showed me that these guys had issues and stuff. Shapiro, Cochran, like, I didn't know that whole side of it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. So that's very cool to see that. that complex being played up. Yep. And we just seen. Which it would, you know, when you have. Yeah, we we, we just passed the, uh, the same thing. The the glove must you know the glove don't fit. We got past that scene. Everyone was probably waiting for that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was what I was waiting the whole the whole series for because that's what everybody remembers is if the glove does not fit, you must quit. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's the main line that everybody remembers. It's probably the main line that got them all. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's I what I was gonna think... say. I was gonna say that. Do you think that really was the moment? Like. You know, everything has a moment where yeah. it kind of goes over one way or the other. You know what I mean, do you think that really was the moment that sold the jury? I think I think it 100% was. I think it 100% was. I think when you add in all the other little aspects, it was probably 50-50 on. And then when he put the gloves on and he was obviously not making them fit, but and they didn't fit him, I do think that that's stuck in the jury's, jury's head, you know? 
Yeah. And that's one of the one of the issues really with our court system in general is that when a case gets big, it becomes theatered. Yeah. And it's almost yep. you can sequester a jury all you want and all that, but it's who plays the best in that theater is generally the one that that wins. You know, if you look at um uh make did you watch Making a Murderer? Oh man, you, are we on the same wavelength right now? I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say same thing. Everyone watched it, and then they're all like, "This guy's innocent. This guy's innocent." You know what I mean? Just because they put on a better show. Yeah, it's it's all it's all in the theatricals of it. You know what I mean? Like it's all in that way that you that, that you put it out. And Cochran was a master of that, and the prosecution wasn't. And I think the prosecution was too cocky. They thought that they had all the hard evidence, which they did. All the evidence was in their favor. But they didn't realize that the evidence isn't always what matters in a judge's file. This isn't a judge case. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. a judge would just look at the evidence and probably would have found him guilty. But when you have a jury, they're a wild card. Yeah. And when you have that wild card, you have to play to them. And they try to keep this whole professionalism, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that, we're not being theater, we're going to stick with the evidence, and that's what we have. Well, that's not what necessarily speaks to a jury. Because that's what they find boring. You know what I mean? Like, when you're sitting there listening to eight hours of DNA testimony, especially in 1994, you find that boring as hell. Yeah, yeah. Or when OJ tries to put a glove on and it's sitting right in front of you and then you got some uh, showboat, you know, saying, you know, don't fit, you must have quit. That's really, that's what sticks in their mind. Yeah. I, gu- I guarantee you that's what got them off. Yeah, and I, and I think that's part Which, of the beauty of this country is you have that right to an attorney that right to appear in court and have your chance whether you're right or wrong you have that chance to prove it you know what i mean and oh yeah and, and, and if you can prove it otherwise or make us believe otherwise that's 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 totally fair game you know what i mean so and, and that's not like let's and, and on the other side of things just not even on the oj thing at all but there's a bunch of innocent people in jail too you know what i mean who would have loved to have OJ's team because if they had OJ's team, they wouldn't even be sitting in jail for 25 years before, you know, they're found innocent later, you know? So, yeah, well, that's, that's the thing is like, you know, it shows Cochran playing up the racial element, but then OJ, OJ didn't stay in his community when he became rich. Right. He was golfing with Al Michaels. You know what I mean? Like he left the black community. So this wasn't even just, they turned it into a race issue, but what it is is with our justice system is if you're rich, you get off, and if you're poor, you don't. Yep. That's and that's all ultimately it comes down to. what it comes down to. I right. mean, if you got a public defender that has 40 other cases, you're not getting off. Yep, that, that, that's a flaw. A that's a flaw lawyer, in our system, you know? That's, that's the biggest flaw in our, our system. It's so it's so much class warfare with our system. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you could get caught with a bag of weed, and if you get a public defender, you're probably going to go to jail for it. Yep. You could get caught with a dead hooker in your bed, and if you and your daddy are rich, you're walking the streets. Yeah, you're walking the street. Oh, uh, the doctors found out she had a heart condition. That's what it was. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's just, it's such a flaw in the justice system. And I think people realize that now, but I don't think they realize that at the time. They viewed OJ as a, a black icon. Yeah, he was a hero you know to I mean? them. One he of was the a hero. ones that made it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he didn't. They didn't really even look at the fact that he left the community. That he wasn't like a lot of the, you know, the other football players. You know, Warwick Dunn, uh, Charles Tillman, guys like that, and then the modern era that give back to the community that came from. He left the community that yep. they came from, 
and didn't dipped. even feel he bad dipped. about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's uh, you know, he 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 was a superhero. You know, he was an icon. We're on the theme of superheroes. He was a superhero at that time, and he got the superhero treatment. But you know, all, exactly, all things yeah. come full circle, and he's back in jail anyway for something else. So that's the way uh, life corrects itself, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and he, and he in prison for like 30-some years now. Yeah, like, something crazy. He's been in there for a while. Robbery or shit. <laughs> and he said he's not going to watch the show, man. He knows he's watching the show. You're a damn liar. Oh, yeah, he's 100% watching that show. He's too <laughs> egotistical now. <laughs> so the the topic that I wanted to get to, the thing that you told me, you said <laughs> you hate The Walking Dead. Is that is that too strong of the words? Did you say hate or did you just say you didn't like? One way or the other. You said you weren't a fan of The Walking Dead. Can you please no, explain why? No, I'm not a fan of why? The Walking Dead. Okay, I'm going to preface this. All right, I'm not backing off my comments at all, but I'm going to preface this with the fact that I have heard from a lot of people that it's gotten better. Okay? Yes. I couldn't never get into The Walking Dead. Like, I've got a lot of friends that watch it. I tried to watch it, power through, power through. Cannot do it. So, it's so what is it? What is it that separates acting, you? Man. The, the first thing is the acting. Half of these people, if they weren't on The Walking Dead, we'd be watching them on Pornhub, man. <laughs> I mean, that's about the level of acting that you get out of most of them. Man. And there's a, there's a few guys that stand out, but it's just not... I mean, watch Game of Thrones, watch Breaking Bad, watch Mad Men, watch uh, People vs. OJ, watch these and watch real actors and then watch The Walking Dead. And it's just stiff soap opera level dialogue. Man, guys, like, if it, you are from the Walking Dead cast and you are listening to this, the views being expressed by Tony <laughs> are those of Tony. <laughs> I will not Have take my name on that. Up, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I've had so many debates with people about this, and I just can't do it. And like I said, I've heard that it's gotten better. I can't power through. The, the first few seasons I just can't make myself watch it and right. it's kind of like one of those things you open watching a new show is like opening up a big book you know what I mean like I, I've never seen The Wire I've always wanted to watch The Wire I plan on watching it someday I just never got into I never started watching it when it was on I'm the, same, I'm the same way and everyone tells me seasons of something it's like a big thick book you're about to open you gotta have time for this like yep. Breaking Bad almost cost me my family man like <laughs> <laughs> Me and my wife were about to go at it because I just could not stop watching it. You know what I mean? And Walking Dead just never grabbed me like that. I feel like every episode of Walking Dead is the same. And I'll summarize it for you like this. We need something from this place. Who's coming with me? All right. Two main casters, one non-main caster. Let's go. I really hope there isn't Walker's there. Ten minutes later. Walkers, Run! The guy that's not the main cast dies. The other two go, and they're all sad. <laughs> and oh. that's every single episode of The Walking Dead. Oh, man. This is just blasphemy. I can't hear this. <laughs> I got to cover my ears when you're talking about this, man. I, I, I go to bat for The Walking Dead, man. And, and, and the reason for that is as far as, like, zombies are concerned, I, I hate everything zombies. Like, any movie ever came out that you can talk about that was some classic movie I've never watched it I don't want to watch it I have zero interest in watching it I do feel like they're always like cheap and corny and you know just you know low budget and whatever just so you can see someone some, some people just like like that 
you know, watch people get hacked up type of stuff. But yeah, they like that B level movie. Yeah, thing. they yeah. like that. I'm There's not, like a whole genre that just loves that. But um, mm-hmm. when the, when The Walking Dead came out, I said to myself, I'm not gonna watch this show. Like, you know, this is retarded. Zombies are stupid. I can't stand this stuff. And then I forget if somebody told me to watch it or if I just watched it, just the first episode. And then for for me, it was like even to this point now. And it sounds crazy to say, but for me, the zombies are not what I'm watching. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not watching it for zombies. Mm. I can care less if there was zombies or no zombies. Like, you could have said it's just some disease happening and people are dying. And I would still watch it just the same um, because I, I'm like on the opposite spectrum than you. For some reason, I, I enjoy the act and I enjoy, again, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, I'm big into the story or, you know, can you get me emotionally connected? Mm. Um, so I, I, I've become that, you know, emotionally connected to the show and it has gotten better. I know there was a lull, you know, I don't know if it was season three, maybe so, somewhere in there. Um, there was a lull and it got really kind of weakened and now it's, it's, you know, it's ramped back up. Um, and, and I, and I think they do take chances and, you know, you say it's, you know, the one non main character dies or whatever. And I, and I know what you're saying. I know what you're, <clears throat> excuse me. I know what you're saying. It does happen that way sometimes, but, um, I think they do seem to take, you know, take risks and stuff. And I always wonder if it was on like HBO or something would how you know, how much different would it be, you know, but I, yeah, I, 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 I think, enjoy I it. I do though. think that. Yeah, and, and I don't and I don't dish anybody for enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like I've got a most of my friends watch The Walking Dead. I've run with nerds. You know what I mean? Like pretty much all of my friends, the two main things they're into is nerdy shit and fantasy football. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's that's the circles I run in, and they're all Walking Dead guys. They've all tried to get me into it. You know what I mean? And I just I can't do it. I can't. It it never captures me. And like I said, I preface I preface that with. From what I've heard, it's gotten much better. That the actors have gotten better, that they're more into the parts, you know what I mean? And that's going to happen over time. But I just, like I said, I tried watching, I've tried watching the first two seasons. Like, I binge watched the first two seasons. And it, it was really, it was, it was like a chore for me. It was like going to work. It was like, oh, I'm going to go home and watch two episodes of Walking Dead before I go to sleep. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, and I just, I couldn't get myself to power through it, and I think that half of the reason that the show got so popular is because it's zombies. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's why that's I wanted to talk to you about play. it, because I love, um, you know, I, I'm one of these guys that I love both angles. I love the people who hate something and the people who, hate, who love it, and I want to know why. You know what I mean? Some people, and, yeah. and, and I feel like it's a big problem with society and with culture, is that if you don't agree with me, I don't like you. You know what I mean? And I don't, yeah, no, I don't know I don't, why people are like that. If, if if I say something you don't agree with, now you don't like me at all. You know what I mean? And so there yeah, may be some, there's some people out there who you say Walking Dead sucks, the acting sucks, and all of a sudden they hate you. you know what I mean, they'll find all these reasons to not like Tony. You know what I mean? So that's fine. So I, I I like to you know bring people on and and hear the other side or things that maybe I don't know or don't agree with or whatever. I like to give them you know somewhere to. Oh yeah, you to, gotta get. You gotta get both sides. It's, it's why I hate watch Fox News. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I hate watch it. You know, just to see what the other side thinks. You know, too many people are closed-minded with their own. Uh, it's this this echo chamber that we live in, and really a lot of it is as a result of the internet. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you can go to forums where everybody agrees with you. You can go to websites where everybody agrees with you, and you don't learn anything that way. No. Nope. You don't grow as a person that way. You you're stuck in this in this shell, this safety shell, where you never hear anything that you disagree with, and that's that's totally counterproductive to becoming a better person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've grown as a human being by 
debating things with people by talking about things with people that did totally disagree with me and they'll bring up some points I'm like damn that's a good point you know what I mean like I never thought of it that way I never thought of it this way but we are in this society that if you like you said if you hate the walking dead well then I don't agree with anything that you say like there's probably people that are like they're going they're going to go back and they're going to listen to my views on Batman and be like well that was dumb too <laughs> you know what I mean just because like I don't like the walking dead you know what yep. I mean it's like you say this one thing and everybody just hates you from now on for it. And it's like you can't come back from yeah. it. And I do feel like that's one of the worst things that's happened to our society is yeah. that people are closed-minded in their own personal viewpoints and they're not open-minded to what anybody else thinks. Exactly. And, and what people, a lot of people lose in that is, you know, you're not wrong and I'm not wrong. You know what I mean, it's just our opinions and, and exactly, our, and our yeah, feelings. It's, you know? it's a TV show. Yeah, like, exactly. People get so passionate about this stuff. And it's like, it's just a show. Exactly. Just, which, which, again, which again you is fine. Watch it. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, you can love it and I can hate it. And it just is what it is. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, um, uh, with, with, with that, uh, of course I want to get to, uh, my favorite, segment of the show which a lot of people are, are really enjoying and i like to do this every time i have a oh, guest yeah. on which is foul or no foul <laughs> so right, um let's do it bro. yeah let's do it man let's go straight into this and and i always like to you know preface this because there's a lot of sometimes new listeners or people who don't know what we're doing exactly foul or no foul is basically i give a statement and then i and you will both say either foul if we don't agree with it or no foul if we do agree with it um which gets people all riled up so uh, let's go straight into the first one. Uh, the first statement is Superman is the Michael Jordan of all superheroes. Foul or no foul? Foul. Foul. Okay. Foul. Come on now. Superman is the LeBron James. Oh, okay. Of all superheroes. All right. He's so physically gifted and imposing, or the Will Chamberlain, if you will. Okay. He's so physically gifted and imposing. That, yeah, he's he's outstanding. Could take it, pretty much anybody out. Batman is the Michael Jordan. Oh man, because he's because he's the goat, and because he does it by working his ass off, by being intelligent. Michael Jordan was not the most physically gifted athlete ever. Right? Was he physically gifted? Definitely. Yeah. But he wasn't LeBron James. He wasn't six nine, and you know, could run the speed of Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? He right. wasn't Will Chamberlain. He wasn't Seven Eleven. Like he had to do it through sheer will and work ethic, and that's what Batman is. Batman will will you into submission, whereas Superman physically is physically imposing you into that submission. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think I think that's more the apt comparison. So that, that that's an interesting that's an interesting viewpoint. Um, I, I, I go with foul also, but uh, for a different reason. I, I You know, a lot of people say Superman is the strongest, the best, can't be beat, all that kind of stuff, but which is not true if you're a diehard, you know, fan. You know that there's a lot of strong superheroes. You know what I mean? A lot of mm-hmm. unstoppable superheroes. Even guys who don't get credit, like Silver Surfer and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, these guys mm-hmm. in, in their comics are really unstoppable. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Superman, for whatever reason, picked up and got that, you know, craziness behind him, but you know, there, there's guys just as talented or better, you know? So mm. I, I say foul too. And of course, a lot of people are probably upset right now. They're screaming at the TV. <laughs> Little five-year-olds are flipping out if they're listening. 
No way. So that was awesome, man. So, all right. So there we go. We're both saying a foul on that one. Um, all right. The all next right. statement. Netflix and other streaming entertainment platforms will bring upon the death of cable network TV as we know it. Foul or no foul? No foul. No foul? Yeah, that's, that's happening. Yeah, when you look at, like, the younger generation, which I'm, I'm 28, but I like to say I'm an old 28. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I've, I've been married seven years. I got an eight-year-old son. I got a five-year-old son. I'm, I might as well be 35. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? There's not a lot of difference between my life and a 35-year-old's life. But when you look at, like, the younger generation, like, I, you know, I, I work with a lot of younger people. A lot of them don't have cable. Mm-hmm. They pay for Internet. They pay for Netflix. They pay for Hulu. They pay for these subscriptions. You look at um, HBO is going a la carte, where you can just yeah. do the HBO Apple now. TV. I could see e- Apple TV. I could see ESPN doing it soon, where you can just get all the ESPN platforms, you know, 8 bucks a month or something like that. Yep. WWE doing the WWE Network. A lot of these... Uh, these people are realizing that they can go all of heart and go straight to their consumers and bring in actually more revenue as opposed to sharing it with the cable company. So I think as that expands, yeah, I think companies like Time Warner and people like that are going to have a huge issue with that just because of how, like, my generation, my my mother's generation, they're always going to have cable. That's all they always knew. Yeah. But as like the kids that are 22 now become the 40 year olds with money, they're not going to be used to paying for cable. They're going to think that's dumb. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I definitely think no foul on that. I agree with that 100. Damn man, looks like we're going to agree again. I go no foul too. Um, w- one point that I want to say that you kind that you left out there was um that I, I kind of look at TVs like newspapers. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. once upon a time, I even worked in a newspaper, uh, like a place where they print them and, and, and run it and all that kind of stuff and get it out to everyone. And it was always crazy to me because I was probably 18, 16, 18, somewhere like that. And it was crazy to me even then that we were working in a place that prints newspapers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to me, I was like, who's reading this? Like who is really reading this? Yeah. Like with the, with the, with the instant access on the internet and it's right in my pocket. And you know, I just don't understand who is actually reading this. Like who's getting this? Is it just exactly. a habit at this point? You know? So I feel like TV is kind of along that same line where at some mm-hmm. point we're going to be like, who has this, who is actually paying for, you know, Comcast or, you know, uh, exactly. direct TV or, you know, unless you're paying, like you said, a la carte where you're getting just what you want, because currently you're paying hundred dollars, two hundred dollars and you're watching, you know, five channels. You know what I mean? So exactly. So yeah, it's like one of those things where you feel like it's a foregone conclusion. It has to happen, you know, at some point. And, you mm-hmm. know, like me and you think together here, we think it's going to be sometime, you know, soon because we're coming up in a generation where. Uh, they don't even know what, you know, those kind of, you know, what a TV is or, you know, besides streaming stuff on it, you know, um, similar to computers. There's, you know, the kids that grew up today don't know anything other than smartphones or computers. Like when we were kids, um, that wasn't really a reality to us. You know, it was yeah, we outside all day. The, we didn't think about cartoons. technology like that. <laughs> yeah. Like so, we had to race home to get to watch our cartoons on time. Yeah. 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 And I do think like, um, TV to me is like blockbuster video. Right. When Redbox and Netflix and all this hit, blockbuster didn't realize how big these were actually going to be. Yep. And I think Time Warner is sitting there as this gigantic corporation, and like, oh, these 
these little pissons, they're not going to do anything, not going to do anything, and they're not going to change their model until it's too late. Yep. They're too stubborn. Yep. And now you look, there ain't no more blockbusters. Yeah, here. man. We, we, we live in an era with the internet, man. People people undervalue how powerful the internet is, man. With with the internet, mm-hmm. pretty much anything you want to happen can happen. You know what I mean? If you if you really oh, yeah. if you dream it up, man, and you and you put some real work behind it, there's not much with the internet that you can't make happen. Yeah, you know I mean, you're, there's not oh, yeah. uh, we're not in a time anywhere where you're too small. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with social media and things like that, all these platforms to promote anything. I mean. Yeah, we definitely, the world is has gotten so much more interconnected, and I don't think the older generation realizes the effect that that's actually going to have. Exactly. So me and Tony are here digging the graves, cable network, go ahead and lay yourself in it. <laughs> Rest in peace. That suckers out of here. Time Warner gets on my nerves, man. <laughs> if anybody else has Time Warner, you know. Right? Exactly. You know, yep. you know yep. what I'm going through. Yep. All right, man. So the next one. Uh, statement number three. Uh, let's see here. Okay, movie production companies are drowning us in superhero movies, and by doing so, are destroying the genre. Foul or no foul? Mm. Uh oh, he's he's hesitant on this. I'm one. gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go foul. Okay, it's close. What what I think is gonna happen with superhero movies is it's essentially just a new genre of film mm-hmm. right so right now they're getting lumped in all together you know what i mean but i think as the market gets more saturated what you're just going to see is there's going to be some superhero movies that suck there's going to be some superhero movies that are great and people are going to approach it that way right. you know what i mean right it's not going to be necessarily like you look at uh fantastic four last year it was terrible it was, it was unnecessary Yep. And it kind of sullied the entire the entire system right now. And people say we're getting flooded too much, we get flooded too much. And I do think it'll dissipate some. You know what I mean? I just think that Hollywood sees dollar signs. They see uh, source material. Like, there's so many stories to be drug out from the 40 years of comic books that they can embrace. You know what I mean? There's so many Batman stories. You can make... 30 Batman movies before you start worrying about material to make movies off of. Right, yeah. You know com- what I mean? Comics and superheroes exactly. are a cash cow. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And so, so everyone's think, jumping on the others right some now. That flop and, yeah, I think, I think there'll be some that flop and some that do good, but I just think it's going to be a new genre. You know, not every action movie that comes out is good. Not every drama that comes out is good or financially successful. Not every comedy that comes out is good or financially successful. You know what I mean? Look at Adam Sandler for the past five years. Yep. So, I do. I just think it's, it's going to become a new genre. Right now, they're all lumped in together, just because it's such a new thing. And then you have guys like me that are so excited for basically everything that comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they, they're like, oh, I'm so. I can, we finally get to see this. But as that nostalgia kind of wears off, I do think it's just going to become like another form of movie, and yeah. people will approach it that way. Yeah, I get, and, so and, I, say, and I, gotta... I say foul, but I do understand. You. Yeah, and, and and I have to say, um, as a person with kids, and you have kids too. Listen, as long as there's kids, superhero movies will never get old. You know what I mean? Like my exactly. my son, especially my four year old, he does not care what superhero it is. He don't care if it's a girl superhero, a man superhero, an animal mm-hmm. superhero. 
man, this kid loves superheroes, man. I mean, he could, and he'll right. switch from one day to the next. One day he wants to be Ant-Man. The next day he wants to be Flash. You know what I mean? Like, the next day it's Batman. So oh, yeah. he doesn't care, man. Mm-hmm. He just wants more and more superheroes. You know what I mean? So I feel like as long as you have kids yeah, or adults like us who are childlike in some sense or we or we hold on to that childhood that we have, um, you know, we're, we're never going to stop enjoying this stuff. And, and, and like you said, some will well, be well, made well, some will be made bad, but we'll never let it go. Exactly. We're, we're, re- we're uh, recycling nostalgia is yep. what we're doing. Exactly. We're taking our nostalgia from when we were kids. We're giving it to our kids. And then maybe there'll be like, you know, a 10-year period when there's not a lot of superhero movies. But then when my kid's old enough that he has kids, they'll start making a ton more of them because there'll be a whole new market for them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like this nostalgia just keeps getting recycled and recycled. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Star Wars has been around forever because my dad showed it to me and then I grew up loving Star Wars and then now my kids love Star Wars you know yeah. what I mean like and it just it just keeps getting recycled and I think it's the same thing going to happen because like you said there's always going to be that market there as long as people keep having babies superheroes are just a to kids. Yeah, it, like, isn't it crazy how as parents how excited we get to introduce our kids to stuff that we watch? Like, man, I get oh, yeah. I get so amped up about that. Like introducing them to some show I used to watch, some cartoon I used to watch, whatever, like games I used to play. Like to me that's so exciting for some reason. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I've got I've got the uh, the Ninja Turtles, the the whole uh, cartoon series. I've got that on DVD. I've got the Batman animated series on DVD. I've got the old X Men on DVD. Like that's all the cartoons my kids my kids watch. Doing it right, man. They, they watch a couple from like nowadays, but mostly it's all just the stuff from the '90s. That's what they prefer. Yeah, and I, I don't want to sound made like sure that happened. I don't want to sound like an old guy. You know how they always talk, oh, back in my day. But man, for real, the cartoons today, man. Some of them are like, what? You know what I mean? Like some are They're great, terrible. but some you're like, what is going on in this yeah. cartoon? Yeah, like like Phineas and Ferb. I like that cartoon a lot. Yeah, it's really funny. That's like that's that's a good cartoon. But then like I watched like Teen Titans Go. I was like, oh, you know, check this out. Terrible. My so son loves Rebels, Teen Titans that's Go. That's really man. good. My son loves Teen I Titans. I can't stand it. Like, <laughs> dude, I can't hold a candle to like the '90s X. No, nope. like, it's nowhere on its level, man. Like, it's so crazy. I just make sure that they get raised right, that they know what's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you gotta do, man. Like you said, get the DVDs, the <laughs> break out the DVDs, and and and, and make, make it happen. All right, exactly. so I actually I normally only do three file or no files, but I did a, a bonus one for this episode. And right. judging by you know things you have said previously already, I already kind of got a strong feeling where you're going with this one. Um, but the last the bonus one here today is Batman is nothing but a rich guy pretending to be a superhero. Oh, foul. <laughs> foul. Man. Sacrilege. I, I just, from, just from the Michael Jordan one, now it's the total opposite. But you know a lot of people make yeah. that complaint, right? I mean, a lot of people. Oh, 100%. A, yeah. The people say he's not a superhero. He's not this. He's not that. Batman, Batman is a rich guy. But Batman is also a rich guy. He could just be living his life as a playboy if he wanted to. You know what I mean? He saw a higher, higher purpose. He saw a need in the city. And he takes care of it. And yeah, that's just. So so for you, it's foul. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent foul. Yeah, that's sacrilege, man. So I, I want to play devil's advocate though, just just to get you going here. I'm going to say no foul because, like you said, he is just a rich guy. But for me, 
you know, he has no superpower. You know what I mean? Like, there's not there's nothing that he does that the average person can't do with money. I mean, yeah, he's a rich guy. I mean, what do you want to call him? A, a philanthropist or something? A nice guy? You know what I mean? But a superhero? Like, what if? But that's that's the point, right? Batman. It's not just his his uh, money. It's his intellect. It's his detective ability. Right. Batman has. Um, I cannot. I cannot think. So what are you saying? He's a great the, cop with a lot of money. No, I'm saying he's, <laughs> I'm saying he's better than the rest of them because he doesn't need that superpower to hold up to him. Right, There's right. A comic, and I cannot think of the name of it, but they made it into a DC animated movie also. And the whole thing is is that Batman has a contingency plan for every member of the Justice League on how to take them out. Okay. If they were to go, and bad guys get a hold of this and yada yada yada. But the point of the story is is that Batman could take all of you out. So his superpower is his intellect? Is, is his brain? Is his brain the ultimate yeah, weapon? It's, it's his brain. Yeah, it's his brain. It's his intellect. It's his detective ability. It's his ability to pinpoint uh, weaknesses in all of them. So for all his superpowers, for how strong Wonder Woman is, or Martian Manhunter that has so many powers that the comic book writers would forget them when they were writing comic book stuff. Right. They'd be like, oh yeah, he can face through walls. It's not about this. The Superman's amazing ability to the Flash's amazing, all these amazing abilities that they have, they could be taken out by one man. All right. And I think that's really the best thing about the Batman character is that he doesn't need the superpowers. Right, to be right. Super. I got you, man. I'm got you. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you, you're sticking to your guns on this one. Um, I, I want our listeners to let chime in on that. You know what I mean? I want to hear. You know, do they think he's a superhero or do they think he's a super detective? Because it's like the it's a it's an age long battle you know amongst superhero fans mm. and, and whether he's legitimately a superhero. But I want to see what the listeners think. So you know either hit either hit us up me and Tony on the FL app or on Twitter or by email on the website whatever you want and just you know let us know or where are you on that statement. Oh, you know I'll argue with this with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you argue with Tony, I think he's gonna drag this one out, guys. So um, be be ready for a, a superhero clash if if I could say at least with uh, Tony here. Um, because he's definitely going to defend this one. Uh, but, man, that's really all I got today. Uh, we went way over an hour on this one, about hour, at least an hour and ten minutes uh, at the least. Um, so, you know, we geeked out, man. We nerded out. We brought it, you know, episode ten to a, new, a different, you know, a different level today. Um, do you have anything that you want to say, any shout-outs, anything that you want to, you know, talk about really quick before we go or – uh, no, I mean, that's about it. Uh, if you haven't watched Daredevil Season 2, it's what I've been binge-watching, so uh, definitely give that a shot. I think it's outstanding. And, um, yeah, other than that, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully, you know, you come on again, whether it's Game of Thrones, whether you want to argue this whole Batman thing some more. I mean, whatever you want to do. But, yeah, any, uh, anytime. Bro. Yeah, it's definitely been a, you know, a blast having you on, and, uh, you know, I look, uh, look forward to having you on again, man. All right, I appreciate it, man. All right, man, talk to you later. Take care.